If you are caring for a person with autism, great information from a trusted source can be a lifeline. We hope today's conversation will help you create success for the extraordinary individual with autism in your life. Now, here is your host, Rob Haupt. Hey, everybody. Welcome to All Autism Talk. I'm your host, Rob Haupt. I am a board-certified behavior analyst, or BCBA, uh, here at Autism Spectrum Therapies. Um, We are uh, a company providing services to individuals with autism and other developmental disabilities, um, primarily in that ABA, Applied Behavior Analysis realm, And, and that's that's kind of me. That, uh, I'm an ABA guy. Uh, I've been doing this for 15 years and, um, you know, something that I'm just, you know, each year kind of reinvigorated and, and just just inspired by just the the approach, the, the viewpoint, the way we kind of look at the world in, in this, this ABA lens. And I just uh, continues to excite me. So uh, I'm excited to to be here today, host today's show. We've uh, we took a little bit of a break, um, but getting going again as we as we get into the new year, or or I guess wrap up this year. Um, you know, lots going on, lots of things have been happening. I've I've you know normally I think you guys hear me tell stories of different experiences um, across the country, meeting new people. Uh, lately, it feels like it's been a, a California centric. Um, uh, you know, month and it's it all relates to Medi-Cal. You know, uh, state of California, the Medi-Cal program here, our our Medicaid is is funding ABA, and it's it's a huge transition. Um, but it's one that has a lot of implications. You know, I'm I'm every time I feel like we start to learn about what's going to happen, how the state's going to manage it, we we hear more about other states are watching, other plans are watching. And so it's it's kind of exciting. It's it's scary and exciting. It's on the one hand we've got this excitement of, wow, if Medicaid starts funding ABA, that think about the access, the the opportunity for kids. And I feel like that's the thing I hear most from from everybody out there when uh, when we get emails or or Facebook comments. It's you know, how can I get these services? Where where do I go? What's going to fund this? And Medicaid just became become such a great opportunity. Um, you know, the scary part is, are, are there enough of us out there to do the services? Um, is it going to be set up in the right way with the right people, with the right systems? You know, it's it seems like it goes back and forth, but uh, it's it's starting to come together here in California. And I'm really hopeful that if it starts to come together here, then... You've got other states who have already started to adopt this. Louisiana has Medicaid. Washington has Medicaid. Maybe we start to see other states have this come together and um, and fund ABA and, and have good systems in place. I know, you know, just thinking of back home after after being in New York for Thanksgiving, I know that's something that a lot of people would benefit from across the state, um, and it would really help a lot of families. So it's 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 an exciting time, like I said, a scary time, but but a real exciting one. Um, you know, talking about excitement, and I'm I'm excited about today's show. Um, I'm going to be joined today by uh, a young man uh, on the spectrum, talking to us about his story. And you know, as you guys know, I, 
those firsthand perspectives are just, they're so valuable. You know, we, all of our guests talk about it. So really excited to to talk to our guest today and, you know, hear his story and what he's learned and, and where he's come from as well as where he hopes he's going to go. So today I am joined by Sean Sullivan. Um, Sean is an eloquent storyteller who comes with a, a wealth of knowledge about, about autism and how to rise above the condition. Um, Sean has a passion for sharing his story and aspires to educate, inform, inspire, and most of all teach others with autism, including their friends and family, how to rise above the condition to be your best self. Um, and I think Sean kind of says it the best. He says, I have 27 years of experience with autism because I was born with it. To be able to truly help others with autism, you have to be able to understand where the autistic people you are trying to help are coming from and their point of view. A huge factor in what enabled me to overcome my autism was being able to understand how my mind works and my learning style. I was able to maximize my education, information intake by bending my learning styles to how reality is in the advanced school world. I was able to understand my strengths and my weaknesses and greatly listen to my weaknesses. Uh, as good of a bio as you're going to see. Sean, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be on. I'm really, I'm really excited to talk to you. Um, you know, and as we were kind of getting ready for the show, and I was kind of looking at some of the, the different questions that you wanted to talk about, um, you, you kind of wrote one that I, that I thought was a really interesting one that I wanted to start it off with, is you kind of noted that a, a, you thought an interesting question would be, how did you become high-functioning autistic, and I, and I was kind of curious about that. You know, that's a, it's kind of an interesting question, and probably the answer and story is even more interesting. So why don't we start there? You know, how did you, how did you become high-functioning uh, autism? Um, with a whole lot of hard work and um, commit, committing myself to working hard, um, I, it definitely was not easy. Some of the things that I, some of the techniques that I used was praying, um, meditating, mm-hmm. and trying to figure out how um, I learn and lastly, um, Observing how others um, do daily activities like tying your shoes um, and really things that a lot of people consider extremely easy to do Mm -hmm. was not easy for me. And with a whole lot of, as I said before, determination, motivation, motivation. when I did not have that stuff, I just created it. I made myself motivated. I gave myself hope. And that's basically how I um, became a high-functioning artistic person. You know, you talk about the hard work and giving yourself hope. And it, and it, it must have been just incredibly hard work. Was there any person or people 
that inspired you or motivated you to keep putting in that hard work? Most definitely. Um, Believe it or not, some of the people who inspired me most were the people who made fun of me and bullied me. Um, Wow. um, the, the, The reason why I say that is because I wanted to prove them wrong. And most of the time, it had the opposite effect on me, which is for for most people, they would just want to give up. But for me, it, it actually gave me motivation and um, it made me want to do the opposite of give up. That's really cool. I mean, that's a, that's a really cool thought. Um, you know, you... You talked about, you know, when I was reading your bio, you you talked about kind of listening to yourself and kind of bending your learning style. Um, You know, were there specific things you did to be able to kind of bend that learning style or to almost, I think you've put it in, in um, in another way, almost like reawaken your brain and kind of figure out how you were going to, how you were going to learn best. Yeah. Um, I, my primary, my primary learning style is kinesthetic. Um, and so I have to, I learn best by doing an mm. example. Um, I don't do well with tests and stuff like that. Um, So I have to, sometimes I have to visualize um, myself answering questions and um, performing different tasks. And I, I visualize how other people would do it and I put myself in their shoes, and when I when I figure out how um, uh-huh. other people would answer um, test questions, um, and obviously I don't view the the answers. I, I don't see, but I picture it uh-huh. how. They would answer the questions, and that's how I bend my learning style to how school operates. Where where you're, you know, what, this this style is it's for any person is it's quite a skill. You know, you're you're talking about perspective taking at like a very high level. Um, were did you find that like your teachers were really supportive and, and guided you in doing this? Was this something that you you found that you needed support from like family members or other people? Like what was well, I guess what was the response of all these guys or these people? Honestly, they they weren't even aware that I was doing it. Oh wow! Um, yeah, um, 
um, extremely good at. Were um, you? Was it? Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that I'm extremely good at profile personality, like um, understanding how people think, and mm. I'm good at understanding um, or calculating what people are going to say before they're going to say it. And that skill has helped me um, with Toastmasters. It's helped me with Joe Carnegie, and it's helped me with my two internships that I have right now that I also help others who have autism. So why don't you tell us about those internships? Because I, I definitely wanted to, to talk more about those. Um, you know, what are these two internships, and, and, and what do you do um, them or, or at them? Um, one of them is at a company called the, – the name of the company is Kita. And it stands for Kids Institute for Development and Advancement. And it's a company that has behavior specialists, occupational therapists, physical therapists. Mm -hmm. And I was lucky enough to get an interview there, and I got the job. And what I do is I help the autistic kids with recess, lunch, snacks. Um, I help them in the classroom and stuff. That sort of thing. Nice. And the second one, I do exactly the same thing, just at a different location and at a different company. Cool. Yeah, I, I know Kita. It's a great, great organization. They have a great program. Um, you know, do you find that you're able to be a role model for the kids um, who attend Kita? Definitely. Have you been able to, um, you know, I think the, the perspective taking and the skill you have is really interesting. Have you been able to, to kind of share that with any of the kids or share that with any of the, the professionals there to, uh, to help the, the kids there learn that skill as well? Yes, I have. Um, and next Wednesday, I'm going to do a PowerPoint presentation for all of the staff there. Um, and I'm going to talk about different techniques that I, I've used and different um, connect, connections that I've made with life and how I overcome the obstacles that I've overcome. That's awesome. That's really cool. You know, you, you talked about life and obstacles. Um, were there Was there anything that you could say, you know what, this was like, this was the biggest obstacle, or these were the biggest obstacles that you overcame? 
I was actually waiting for you to ask that question. Um, oh, good. Definitely. Um, probably the hardest, difficult challenge was embodying four different sayings or metaphors, which are setbacks or opportunities for comebacks. The grass is green wherever you water it. Success requires 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration, and anything easy is not worth having. Nice. Well, Sean, we're going to take a quick break. So you stick around, listeners, you stick around. We're going to play a couple of commercials, and then uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more with Sean Sullivan and his inspirational story and, and learn a little bit more about his experiences and, and background. We'll be right back. At AST, we recognize that every child is unique. We are proud to offer what we believe is the most cohesive approach to supporting your child's needs and goals at each stage. One company, one team with one mission to support individuals and their families to dream and achieve their full potential. Call us today to let us know how we can best support your family at 866-727-8274. To find out more about AST, visit our website at www.autismtherapies.com. If you have a question or comment for our host or today's guest, please send an email to moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. That's moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. Now, back to the program. Uh, we're joined today by, with Sean Sullivan. Uh, Sean is a 27-year-old uh, on the spectrum talking to us about his just really interesting experiences, perspectives. Um, you know, and right before the break, Sean, you, you talked a little bit about some of the things you found the most challenging or some of the most, biggest obstacles you had. I'm kind of curious, though, what, what were some of your biggest successes along the way? Um, my biggest successes was were... being able to say that I do work with people who also have autism and I am going to try my best to make sure that they never have to go through um, the hardships and the name calling and stuff that I went through. Um, about Toastmasters, and you said that, that that was a program that you had enrolled in. Um, I'm curious, you know, why, why did you decide to um, do Toastmasters? Um, Toastmasters was something that I always wanted to do because I felt that it would improve my speaking ability and increase my chances of doing a better job 
at my future goals, which are eventually I want to work for myself, be my own boss, and the type of business that I want to own is a fusion of a dating website, social media website, video chatting website, and create your own club website that is specifically and only for people with disabilities. I feel as though when people with disabilities enter eHarmony or Facebook, then they're in the minority. But with this idea, they'll be in the majority. Do you think that's that makes for a you know a better experience? Is it um, that way that the individual with disabilities maybe is in a safer environment, um, a more comfortable environment? Like, um, you know, how is that? How would that make it a, a better experience for that that person? One of the main reasons why it would be better for them is because they would be able to talk to people that are similar to them. And they would be able to talk to people that won't judge them. And if they want to date people that are that have a totally other, other different disability, then they are free to do so. If they want to create a, a club where the members have different disabilities or the same disability, then they can do that also. Yeah, kind of like, um, you know, now you see the commercials for, um, like, FarmersOnly.com or I know there's that website, uh, JDate, where it's like people from similar experiences or similar backgrounds who kind of understand each other. It just makes it a little bit easier to find the right connection, whether it be socially or uh, romantically. Like that, that makes perfect sense. Thank you. Um, you know, you talked about Toastmasters and, and having that be something that would help you be successful towards this larger goal. You know, have you had success with Toastmasters and do you feel like it's been helping you um, prepare yourself for this this larger goal of, of um, owning your own business? Yes, definitely. Um, one of the reasons why I say that is because in my first week of Toastmasters, I have, I earned like two different ribbons. Nice. One for table topics and it, the other one, I can't remember what it was for because it was a while ago. Uh-huh. Um, I guess I have the excellent. Nice. I can't take all the credit. Well, it's, it's okay to take most of the credit. You know, you definitely. Uh, it sounds like you earned these for some for some good skills. Thank you. Um, you know, you talked about your goals uh, about you know professional goals. I'm curious, though, do you have any other goals? Maybe um, maybe not on, like, a, a purely a professional level. Yeah. Um, one of my goals is just is another goal that's going to be years away. Um, but 
uh, eventually I wanted to ha set up different frustration relief centers. Um, each center will have like um, mannequins and dolls um, and objects that are allowed to be um, broken and, and destroyed um, just because a lot of people a lot of the time have bad and frustrating days and sometimes a lot of people want to get their anger out but they can't mm -hmm. find a appropriate way to do so. Mm -hmm. With this, um, they could go to this center and believe their frustration and it'll be acceptable. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I kind of want to go backwards for a second. You know, I, I was, I've been listening to you. I've been, I've been hearing your story and, and I can't help but think about actually the first question we talked about and talking about um, how you became um uh, you know, as you said, like an individual who is high functioning with autism, and and I'm kind of curious. You know, I I feel like sometimes we we put different labels on people. We 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 say you know high functioning. Maybe this person is low functioning, but it's a in, in some ways a very broad or subjective term. And I'm kind of curious. You know, what you know, you you clearly have worked so hard to develop these skills. You know. How do you define high functioning? Like, what what are the skills that you have that make you say, you know, I'm a high functioning individual? I'm just kind of curious about your perspective on that. One of the, the things that I remember um, is back when I was low functioning, it wasn't like I. I didn't need a lot of help. Mm. I did it completely on my own. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, I, I, I feel as though any individual who is well-functioning can become high-functioning if they work hard enough. And that if you have a unbreakable will and a strong enough spirit, then you can achieve basically anything. You know, I, I'm so glad to hear you say that, and I'm, and I, you know, I think sometimes, like I, you know, doing the work that I do and working with lots of different kids and lots of different parents. I sometimes think we have this image of, well, to be considered high functioning, you must have these different characteristics. And, you know, you, and sometimes we get uh, too detailed or, or we get so into the nitty gritty. And I just love the way you kind of put it. It's like independence, like you're doing things by yourself. You're being successful um, on your own. Like that, it seems like such an achievable goal for so many people. And like you said, you know, it takes a lot of hard work, but if you put in the hard work, it's something that 
anybody can accomplish. Like I think that's I just really like that. It seems it seems more obtainable as well as realistic of what we should expect or hope for. One of my goals is to inspire and instill hope to, to others and where people know that it's not impossible. Um, nothing is impossible if you have the right attitude. Mm-hmm. But having the right attitude is not the only thing that you need that you need to have. Um, you also have to go about it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, someone who loses one of their five senses, um, their four remaining senses are greatly enhanced. Um, and this, I believe the same thing can be said for people who have a disability. Um, in return for for having that disability, one of the, the one of they are given a gift or ability, or more than one ability or gift, and if they are given a chance to to, to use that gift, then they will be able to go far. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel as though most employers, when they find out that a applicant has a disability, they are they feel fear, and they don't see. the abilities, they just see the disability. Um, It's kind of like having a half-empty or half-full attitude. Um, Is the glass half-full or is it half-empty? And the same thing can be said for people who have the power to employ people or not. Mm-hmm. Um, about three or four years ago, I gave a speech um, to a board of education. They were going to shut down a certain program. And the speech that I gave was about heroes. I asked the board, are you going to, you can either be a hero to the people with disabilities or not. You can either help them or not. And if you help them, you're going to be a hero. You're going to be, I posed the question of, what are heroes? Are, are heroes Batman or are heroes teachers? Are heroes police officers? 
And I think by doing that, I sort of questioned their ideals. And um, in the end, they, they did not shut down the, the program. So I must have done something, right? Yeah, it sounds it. You know, we're we're starting to come up to the to the end of our time together. Um, you know, we've got a lot of we have parents who listen to the show. We have uh, other individuals on the spectrum who listen to the show. Is there is there anything you know? Is is there something specific uh, or some things specific that you know you want to make sure if they, if they could. Take away one thing from listening to you, or or hear one message. You know, like what would that be? Just that the harder things get for you, the harder you should try, and you should you have no hope, create hope. If you have nothing to work for, and make something to work for, and always give it a hundred and eleven percent. Nice. Very nice. Well, I mean, you clearly, you've clearly done that. I mean, just listening to you and hearing all the things you've accomplished and, and hearing the goals that you've, you're setting for yourself, it sounds like that's exactly who you are. Is that 111 percent guy? Um, you know, it's. I just, I say congratulations to you because just not just for everything you've accomplished, but uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm always impressed by um you know the guests on the show who come on and talk a little bit about what them what they've gone through you know you shared about some of the bullying and and some of the uh the setbacks as well as your accomplishments and and just being open and and sharing all that is isn't always an easy thing so um you know like i said congratulations to you that's awesome thank you uh you know i know you've got some websites some blogs um you I know you're you're really just as much as uh you know you do all these different things you're always excited to to hear from people and and to continue to inspire people as you said um so why don't we start off with uh you know how can how can people keep up on what Sean Sullivan is doing what's the best way for them to to find out more about you what you're up to and what you're thinking um well I have a website that's currently under construction. It's it should be completed in a matter of weeks. Um awesome. It's called I know autism dot org. That's spelled I K N O W A U T I S M dot org and I have a blog that is called Creative language zero zero dot blogspot dot com and that's not under construction, that's perfectly usable right now. And if at any time you need any advice or want to hear from me again, um Cell is nine four nine five one four 
5720. I'm perfectly open and fine with anyone calling me. And my email is SMS anime, that's the short version of animation, at hotmail.com. Awesome. You know, you mentioned your blog. Uh, you know, I'm just curious how often. Um, you know, for people who want to check out your blog, is that something you update weekly, monthly? You know, how frequently do you um, end up posting stuff there? Um, I haven't updated it recently, um, only because I wanted to make sure that what goes on there is nothing short, nothing short of uh, amazing. Um, I'm thinking of adding something that has to do with Tesoraki, you know. Oh, cool. The thing that I'm thinking of adding is, and most teachers, they they the students to just sound the words out. I know because I use I speak from experience. That's another disability that I that I have that I forgot to mention. Wow. Um, and so how I overcame it was, I took words like believe, and the first three letters of believe is B-E-L. That's, that can be re- referred to as bell. And so, for bell to remember that the first three letters of believe is B-E-L. And I used the word I, like I myself, and remembered that that's the fourth part the fourth letter of believe. And I used the word Eve to remember that that's the last part of believe. Interesting. Yeah, I I, uh, I think it's great you're commenting about that because I know, I know a lot of people uh, with dyslexia and I think it's something that um, we don't always realize how difficult it can be to to, you know, learn to read and communicate and even process information for, for those individuals. So it's it's great that there's another voice out there kind of sharing experiences and, and what it's like. I think that's awesome. Thank you. Well, we are we're, – we're actually out of time now. Sean, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was just awesome talking to you and, and hearing your story and your experiences and uh, – and looking forward to, to all the different things you're going to accomplish because I have no doubt you've uh, you've got a lot more success ahead of you. The pleasure is mine. Thanks, buddy. So, oh, it's uh, it's great to talk to a guy like Sean. It's um, you know, I, after after getting to close now to about 15 years of this, um, I think it's it's really easy to forget why I do this and I think why me and my colleagues do this and we get, we get hung up on all these different things. Um, you know, and like I started to say, you know, the idea of, of terms and labels and, you know, but just talking to, to Sean and kind of hear his perspective and, and how he views things and, and the successes he's accomplished, which, you know, they're not about developmental screenings or, or, or assessment tools or levels. There are things that like anybody can 
identify as success. You know, I'm, I'm independent. I am inspiring people. I'm doing a job that I, I enjoy. You know, these, I know those are successes. Like I think we can label that and, and doesn't matter where you live, who you are. Like those are things we can all agree on are success and just, I don't know, it's just nice to hear that, especially as we kind of close out the year and kind of, you know, get ready to uh, to, to start again in, in 2015. Um, it's just nice to have these reminders. So I'm, I'm really glad Charlotte's here with us today. Uh, hope you guys have a great uh, a great week and, and, you know, holiday season is coming upon us. So there's lots of excitement as, as well as a fair amount of stress. Uh, as as we get ready for the the holidays, so uh, I hope you guys are all um, getting ready for a little bit of a, a winter break and hopefully a relaxing one, as well as one with uh, friends and family. As always, uh, reach us at more info at autismtherapies.com. Talk to us on Facebook um, and uh, let us know what you're thinking and what's going on. Hope you guys have a great one. Take care. Radio. For additional information and resources about autism, visit www.autismtherapies.com. Please join us each week for a new episode or visit our archive to listen to and download previous shows.